Hello, Black Healing Matters family. This is Danielle here at the Black Healing Matters podcast, where we offer you ideas to hopefully move you one step closer to your healing. And today is a great day. You know, every Thursday is a very special day on this podcast because, you know, not just because you get to hear somebody other than me speak, but also because we catch someone doing the right things on Doing the Right Things Thursdays. Again, we try our best to catch somebody not in the act of doing something wrong, but in the act of doing something right. Right? So today is no different. And I'm so happy and excited today because we got a really good one. All right. This guest, um, man, not only does she know her stuff, but she 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 came with it. She is prepared and ready to deliver the goods today. So if you are not in a quiet place and with a pen and paper, you might want to get to it right about right now. OK, why? Because our guest today is Miss Asia Irvin. Asia Irvin is an author, an early childhood educator, and an activist, working towards restoring a sense of value, power, and unity within Black families and communities. She has been working with children and families for nearly two decades, and she says that she continues to learn life's most important lessons from children. Today, she wants to talk to us here at the Black Healing Matters podcast, podcast about healing powers of effective parenting. Doesn't that sound great, y'all? All right, Asia, are you there, Miss Irvin? I am here. Hello, Danielle, and hello, Black Healing Matters family. I am so happy to be here. Man, we are so happy and blessed to have you. Um, you know, um, when I when I thought about having you on this show, um, I thought about, you know, all the listeners that are parents. And, you know, obviously we're talking about healing and restoring not just ourselves, but our relationships. And so I knew that when I thought about somebody who could talk to the parents or maybe people who want to be parents in the future and are thinking about, you know, how they can uh, parent their children, especially black children, uh, I thought you were the first person that came to mind. So I'm just really, really thankful that you accepted my humble invitation. <laughs> to come and join us on the show today, Asia. Well, thank you so much. I am such a Black Healing Matters fan girl, so I myself am humbled just to be here, and I am so appreciative for you to have me. Wow, thank you. That's that, you know, that does the heart good to hear that you're a fan. I appreciate that. So, Miss Asia, how, um, first of all, can you explain to us what you mean, you, meant, uh, you said in your, in your bio, we talked about your, you said the healing powers of effective parenting. What does that mean, actually? Right, right. So a lot of people ask me that. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine. Is simply parenting in a way that you offer the specific love, support, and guidance that your child needs specifically. So um, a lot of times we feel that there's this general model for things that make you a good parent, things that make you a bad parent, the things that you're supposed to do. 
uh, and I subscribed to that for a long time. Um, and it took some trial and error and more error and more error uh, for me to learn that in order to be an effective <laughs> to my children, there are some things that I had to learn about them and tailor to them. Um, and I believe that if we take the time to accept that and to use our intuition to tap into what they need, it also taps into a part of us in need of healing. Uh, because I believe that our children were sent to us because they are exactly what we need and we are exactly what they need. And so a lot of times we think when we become parents, we're supposed to turn into something else in order to be a good parent. Uh, but I believe that just as is, we are what they need and they as is are everything that they are supposed to be. Uh, wow, that's that's interesting. Uh, just the way that you approach that concept, like you said, is very different than what you hear it or read in most like parenting books and stuff like so when you say you know becoming what they need and you know that I think that's a really interesting concept so what brought you to this kind of revelation of um, you know this insight that you have with parenting well for me it was it was absolutely my son my youngest son is now eight years old uh and he to say the least is a handful uh and so with him i was able to identify kind of what was going on what my struggle was um and i would say that the healing process actually began with my first born born daughter um and it continued as i when i became a step parent um but when my youngest son was about four years old i kind of really had to tap into what how i was going to to be able to parent this kid because he was unlike my daughter and he was unlike my stepchildren and I just wasn't prepared and and so he kind of broke me down and I had to figure out okay you know what am I going to do and it's funny because if you ask most parents to describe uh, the way in which they tailor their parenting to their to their individual children they'll kind of look at you you know like you're crazy like what do you mean how do I tailor my parenting to my children and it's not because I'm, I'm not saying that they're bad parents but it's because society doesn't really put emphasis on parenting in order to guide your your specific children and so we accept that there are things that you know only good parents do and things that only bad parents do and we are supposed to ensure that our children conform to what society considers to be you know a good kid and makes us a good parent and so this simply just wasn't working with my son uh and so that is the short <laughs> of it i had i had this 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 son and he just you know kind of knocked me on my behind and i had to figure out how to get up and and how to go from there wow uh, you know what I get I can I mean I'm not a parent myself but I can assume that there are many uh, Black Healing Matters family members who have experienced this even maybe not with a child of their own maybe even with you know a close family um, child or maybe even as an educator they might have experienced this so you gotta give us some details how did you do this how did you go about you know forming this healing bond and actually customizing your parenting. How, how did you do this? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So first, let me talk very briefly about what I mean when I say healing. Um, I know that here at Black Healing Matters, you all are all about healing. Uh, so your listeners probably are aware <laughs> of what I'm about to say, but I always like to preface my conversation with this. Um, when the perception of healing is often, you know, like some peaceful, 
comforting wave of love that comes over you and you feel all warm and cozy and loved and everything is uh, all of a sudden all right. And that is not true. Um, so that is not true at all. That is not what healing looks like generally. And it's not what healing feels like. So I don't want anyone thinking that, you know, I'm here telling you that my children are these well-behaved, beautiful rays of sunshine and that my house <laughs> is full of fairy dust and rainbows and we hum and, you know, do all of these like my house is a madhouse. Okay. So when you see those spa commercials, you know, and those things that make you feel like healing is just something that happens on white sandy beaches while you get a massage and you glow and you radiate peace, like do not be fooled. That is not healing. That is rest. So that's not what I'm talking about. Healing hurts. Okay. Yes. So, so yes. I don't know if any of you have ever had surgery, but I have had my gallbladder removed. So in surgery, they cut you open and, you know, they expose all of the bad stuff and they take it out and then you have to heal. And healing is literally the most painful part. Your body uses all this energy and resources to try and put you back together again. Um, mm. And it hurts and it doesn't feel good and it takes time and you can have relapses and it takes work and it doesn't always look the same, you know, that it did before you you have scars and you have these memories of what was there. Um, but that is how, that is how we heal. It's when we expose the bad stuff and we start to remove it and then we, we put ourselves back together again. So when I say healing, that's what, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, you know, my kids skip and sing and listen to everything that I say. And by that, <laughs> I feel no, that's not what I mean. So when I say that my children healed me, you know, I'm once again, I'm not saying they came out and I held them in my arms. Like these rays of, of light came from God and everything was okay. What I mean is they challenged me. Uh, they frustrate me. They confounded me. And my son in particular, you know, just broke me down. Uh, and from, you know, the first part of my parenting experience, I was, you know, from the outside, I was like super mom. I really was like, you know, everything that you're supposed to do when you become a parent, they were in everything, you know, from the time my daughter could walk, she was in dancing, she was in this, she was, you know, I was doing everything on the outside that I felt that I was supposed to do, you know, and I was like fully committed. Oh, I'm going to be a good parent. I'm going to shape and mold these children into these wonderful human beings and they will go on to save the earth and it will all be because I as a mother fought the good fight and did what I was supposed to do and you know I was just all in you know? <laughs> everything that you think you're supposed to do I was doing it yeah. but internally I was like exhausted and I felt unfulfilled and my whole life was kind of wrapped up in in the outcomes of these things that I had put on my children and so here I was, okay, so four years into my, my youngest son's life, and he was literally about to get my super mom cape revoked. I mean, he was kicking my butt. This kid, I, I literally felt defeated. Um, and, you know, my, my first daughter, she was calm as far as the listening, and, and so I had made it through that. And at this point, I had two stepchildren, and that was a whole fiasco. That's a whole separate story. But, you know, I was making it through. I was doing the things that I was supposed to do to feel like a good mom and to look like a good stepmom. Um, but then I had this four-year-old and he did not listen to a word I said. Nothing. The kid didn't do and He had never met a direction that he felt the need to follow. And I'm not talking about, you know, your typical 
four-year-old defiance. I mean, he would tell me what he was going to do. He would tell me what he wasn't going to do, why he wasn't going to do it. And he would let me know literally, you know, like, I know I can get in trouble, but I'm still not going to do it. Like, that was him, this four-year-old. And wow. it was hilarious, right? Wow. <laughs> For my family, because I had always been like this, you know, this drill sergeant in control of every little detail. And here I was with this little two-foot terror that just would not, he would not bend. He would not bend to my will. And I did not know what to do. And I can sit and I can laugh about it now, but it was not funny to me then. Like, <laughs> I bet. I'm like, what is this? I, you know, what is going on? And so I would cry. And, you know, I know I'm going to stop right here um, because you may get call-ins. Uh, <laughs> whooped his butt because I know... <laughs> <laughs> I think that is, you know, our traditional go-to parenting advice sometimes in the Black community. So mm -hmm. let me go ahead and insert this here. I did try that. <laughs> and the thing is... Um, it all I, the way real. I love it. Like, yes, let's be real. I tried that, you know. And the thing is, I didn't even... I, I didn't really get, you know, spankings and stuff when I was little. And so I'd like to think that it was because I was perfect. But, you know, we'll talk about that next time. But, uh, you know, it, it didn't really fit into, I just didn't see, as, see it as an effective means of parenting for me. But I mean, I, at this point, I was just desperate for him to listen to me. And so I remember um, the first time I tried it. And we all may have, we all may be, or if we aren't that person, then we had that sibling or that cousin that would get a spanking and refuse to cry. Like, you know, <laughs> no yeah. matter what, you weren't going to break them down. That was him. Like, he... He, he just kind of stared at me and made me feel foolish, you know, and, wow. and so that night when I went to bed, when I, I was just crying and crying because I was like, what am I going to do with him? You know, how am I going to make sure that he grows up to be everything that he's supposed to be because he doesn't listen? And so, you know, I did what we often do uh, when we reached the end of our rope and I called my mom. Um, <laughs> And, I, you know, I'm on the phone and I'm crying <laughs> with my mother and it kind of starts out, you know, he, he won't listen to me. And, and, you know, before I know it, I'm crying and everything that has ever went wrong in my life, that is what I'm crying about. I'm literally <laughs> hysterical. Like he won't learn his colors. He won't learn his shapes. <laughs> and I'm like, and my stepkids, they don't listen to me. And and I don't know what I'm doing. And my daughter, she's so sensitive. And how is she going to be a strong black woman when she cries all the time? You know? <laughs> I mean, I am literally like having this breakdown, all inspired by my stubborn four-year-old. I'm like, I'm a bad mom. I don't know what to do. How did you do it? And so I love it. She yes. She lets me cry and I'm crying it out, you know, and then I'm kind of like sniveling and and I'm getting to, you know, like, okay, I'm quiet and I'm waiting for, you know, like this is the part in all the Lifetime movies when, you know, the, the music would cue and my mom would come in with this major inspirational. Mm -hmm. uh, the Della Reese you know, moment. She's about to give it to me. Like I'm about to be inspired. And, and, and so, Touched by an angel, you know? Yes. And so listen to what, what my mom says now. She's like, well, they act just like you, even the stepkids. So I don't know why you don't understand them. I'm like, what? Like, 
part of that was supposed to make me stop crying, right? Like, not the lifetime moment. Mm -hmm. Come through with it. What was that? You haven't watched enough lifetime movies or something. Right. So like I make some excuse to get off the phone with her, like, okay, mm -mm, no, you know, this isn't isn't working. Um, And so, but let me tell you what happened though. So instead of going to bed feeling like a bad mom that night, what happened is I felt like a kid again. Like I had just Mm -hmm. cried my heart out to my mom and she didn't understand me and she didn't see me and she didn't hear me. Mm -hmm. And so I still cried myself to sleep, but when I woke up, a piece of me had held on to that perspective. Like yeah. I remember what it felt like to be a child, you know, and feel unheard and unseen. And that was kind of my answer. Are you listening to them? Are you listening to your son? Are you listening to your daughter? Do you see your stepchildren? And that is when my role as a parent uh, became different. I began to parent them differently. Wow. Oh my gosh, Asia. I'm sorry, Miss Irvin. That that was that's amazing. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, so you got to this point where, obviously, you know, you you broke down, but you were and you were exposed, but you also understood, like, okay, this is the this is the point where I need to be. So at that point, like, how did you move forward? What did you, you know? Was that, was that like the moment everything came together and then the rainbows and the, and lollipops came out? Like, (laughs) not quite, but okay. So done with the mushy stuff. Let's get some strategies. I know here at Black Healing Matters, we want some healing with action, right? So let's, let's get to the action part. Okay. Basically, I, I started looking at my children as individual souls instead of extensions and reflections of me, right? Because that's what we tend to do. If our, you know, if our children are super smart, they're super good in school, then that's a reflection of us. You know, we're doing a good job. If they're, you know, acting out, then that's a reflection of us. We're doing something wrong. So I stopped looking at them as these extensions and reflections of me. And I started truly trying to see them as the individuals that they are. And I also, in that, I realized that they need to be loved differently and guided differently. I can't always guide my daughter in the same way that, you know, I do my son. They're not responsive for that because they're different people. So I had to stop using this blanket style of parenting, like I am parent, hear me roar, do what I say. <laughs> because, you know, that, that, that doesn't work, you know? So um, a big component was to really stop caring about the outside world's opinions too. Um, <clears throat> because a lot of times, you know, it's that kind of grocery store moment where your kid falls out and they're screaming and you feel like mm-hmm. everyone's looking and thinking that you're doing a bad job and you know so mm-hmm. it, a lot of it's just the spotlight we feel we feel as parents like we have to be doing these things and we have to be saying these things or people are going to judge us and you know sometimes they do I can't say that people don't judge you because I was definitely a judgy non-parent like like oh my god she needs to get them together you know like <laughs> a judgy non-parent yes, yes. <laughs> you know, it is easy to be judging when you are a non-parent Yes. Yes. What she doesn't read bedtime stories every night? Oh my God! Call (laughs) call protective services. Like what is going on? (laughs) So it is so funny because I don't know if you've ever seen like those loves commercials. If you're not a parent, you probably just skip over them. (laughs) But loves diapers has these commercials 
where they like show things that first time parents do, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like everything is so particular and, you know, you, you dote over them and do all this stuff and then they flash to second time parents and it's kind of like whatever. Uh, <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> like, <laughs> like with my daughter, she would only eat organic food and my son, like I would act like I didn't see him eating off the floor. So it was just... <laughs> Wow. It changes though. So I really had to stop caring what other people, what other people thought about my parenting or even what I thought other people were thinking about my parenting. Mm. Um, it's not that serious. I don't have anything to prove to them. You know, I'm responsible for, for these souls that have been put, you know, put into my life and that's all I needed to worry about. Wow. So I've organized my process in hindsight into the three parts. Now, mind you, when I was in it, there was no, you know, it's still, there still were no rainbows, like you said. It wasn't like I was like, "Mm," you know, angels come in and now I know I have to look at them and and, no, it's still rough, you know, but these are the three strategies that, that I, that I did and that I continually repeat to check myself. So number one is check yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. if you find yourself constantly becoming upset over the same behaviors or personality traits, first you got to stop and say, okay, am I talking to them? Or am I speaking to myself? Because sometimes you see things in your kids that remind you of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it, it might be things that didn't work out too well, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you're trying to talk it out of them. Or things that remind you, you know, remind you of yourself. You know, you got to be a go-getter. No, keep going, keep going. And sometimes you're just talking to yourself. Because sometimes there's things in your life that you might have put aside. Or that you might have stopped chasing. Or that, you know, that you feel like you didn't work hard enough. So you see these little things in your children. And sometimes we think we're talking to them, but we're really talking to ourselves. And even more common now is, are you talking to that child's other parent? You know, are you talking Ooh. to the wife? Are you talking to the baby mom or the baby dad? Are you, <laughs> make sure that you are actually talking to that child. Because, and it doesn't, it doesn't just have, a lot of people think that only happens if, if you and the child's parent are separated or not together. That's not true. I'm, you know, I'm married. I'm still married to my children's um, father. And there's still sometimes I realize I'll see little things in them that mm-hmm. remind me of him that might not be my favorite things. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm kind of like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't act like that. And I have to realize, wait a minute, I, I can't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. First of all, I'm not even talking to them. Uh, and second of all, we can't change who our children are at the core and try and shape them, you know, into these little molds that we want them to be. It doesn't work like that. So what I found is the things that we most often discipline our children for and the things that we most often try to change about them. uh, Those are the things that you really need to check yourself and say, okay, why? Yeah. Why am I doing this? You know, and am I doing, am I saying things that my mother said to me? Mm-hmm. Am I just saying things to them without even questioning my motives or the purpose? You know, don't parent out of habit. Sometimes we just like, I'll find myself saying things that I don't even know what it means. It's just stuff that my mom said to me, you know, mm-hmm. stuff that my moms and my aunt said to me. And it's so funny because I think the perfect example of this um, is there was a meme going around uh, in social media not too long ago. And it was basically, um, I can't remember what the hashtag, but I think it was like, lies my mama told me or something like that (laughs) it basically said that I've been going my whole life thinking I could go to jail for driving around with my car light on you know the interior car light Uh uh-huh it was so funny 
think you go to jail for that? Because my mom always used to say, turn the light off before the police pull me over. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean lies your mama told you? That's true, right? Like, right. <laughs> and then you turn around and tell that to your own kids. Right. Yeah, I had to tell my kids plenty of times, turn that light off before the police pull me over. And <laughs> yeah. I have no idea if it's illegal to drive with the light on in your car. I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. That's what my mom said to me, so that's what I said to them. You know. Yes. They're, oh know, man. Yes. Over. That brings back so many memories. You're right. Right. And so it's just funny because you realize that there's all these little simple things that you never even questioned when you became a parent. You know what I mean? You just did them because that's what was done to you. You said them because that's what was said to you, and so it must be right, right? You know what right. I mean? That's right. And, and so. Not to knock, you know, old school parenting or anything like that. I definitely still get gems from my mother and my grandmother. And I remember things that my great grandparents did. But we do have to parent with purpose. We can't just say stuff to our kids because people said it to us. We have to, you know, look into, well, why do I want them to do this? Why do I want them not to do this? You know, and we really have to start looking at why we tell them the things that we tell them. So that's a really big part of checking yourself, making sure that you're parenting with purpose. Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can totally see, especially the, just from the character that you mentioned, like uh, the strong character that your son has. I can imagine that this would, is so really important because he's just not going to go for it if it's not, right. like, if it's not a reason. <laughs> of why like he really yeah. is you know you know those kids that ask why a thousand times i was and that kid you know <laughs> i was one of those kids crazy thing. i was that kid too but how quickly we forget yes <laughs> yes he asked me why and you know because i am the enlightened soul that i am i would answer him once or twice but after that i'm like because i said so that is right. why you know what i mean like, right that's what my mom said me. Uh, <laughs> so. Yes, Black Healing Matters family. How many of y'all's mother told you because I said so? That was her reason. That was the go-to reason for <laughs> anything she wanted right. to do. Yes. Right. I cool. Like it sounds like, yes, that is what parents because I said so. That is why. But it's really because they ran out of answers. And that's why I said it, because I I didn't have time or I didn't feel like it, or I just didn't know. I just wanted him to listen. I didn't want to have to explain to him. But you're absolutely right. He is the one that pulled that out of me because at some point you do have to make sense. You know what I mean? I can't can't keep telling my kids to turn the light off if it's not actually true that I'm going to get arrested. You know what I mean? Like, we have to be able to figure it out these days. Like, he's going to Google it one day and find me out. And then what am I going to do? Yep, that's the truth. (laughs) But yes, and like with my daughter, um, you know, she was born and she's such a sweet thing. She's so empathetic and, and so sensitive. And then as she began to get older, it's kind of like, you know, uh-oh, strong black woman complex on my behalf kicked in. No, this girl's got to be strong. You know, she can't mm-hmm. just be, you know, sensitive and, and outside, you know, smiling at birds and stuff. This girl has got to know how to get through life, you know? And let's be real, it started, it, it would frustrate me because I mean, she like really is super sensitive. Like she takes on the feelings of, of other people and she wants to talk and stop to strange, to, uh, you know, stop and talk to strangers and see how their day is. And you know, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's like super sweet soul. And here I am like, uh-uh, honey, I can't let somebody take advantage of you. And you know, I start putting my 
my my black woman complex and we all know about that you know that yeah. you got to be strong you can't be naive you know you got to go into this world and and we kind of set ourselves up to be you know ready for disappointment and ready for someone to try and come at us and so i'm trying to make her strong and then i realized oh my god i'm trying to make her strong to deal with things that i hope she doesn't even ever have to deal with and then mm. i'm also assuming that her sensitivity is weakness Ooh. you know how we have these assumptions yeah. and, and i had to stop myself because i'm i realized that I'm trying to make her quote unquote strong. Number one, I had to ask myself, well, what does strong mean? You know, what does mm -hmm. that mean? And number two, you with all your strength and mightiness, you know, talking to myself, <laughs> has that ever stopped you from getting your heart broken? You know, has mm -hmm. all your strength ever stopped you from being disappointed? Or has it stopped every bad thing in your life from happening? And of course the answer is no. So, mm -hmm. you know, then it comes is, then what it becomes is what is it that you're trying to teach her? And, and really get it back to the lesson and stop imposing the way in which we want them to learn that lesson on them. Yeah. And, and see, that's when the process of self-healing really comes in. Because when you start to check your own intentions and your own motives, it's like, wait a minute, where did I learn that? You start relearning things yourself. Yeah. You know, you start unlearning and then relearning things yourself. And, and it really opens you up to being in this space of, you realizing that you're trying to teach them certain things and then going back to, to your own motives. And that's where the healing part of, of this effective parenting uh, really comes in. Wow. And yes. That's and deep. so, that, yes. That's deep. Wow. Okay. Wow. So definitely check yourself. I, I can that's see how that check can be. yourself, you know, before yeah. you wreck yourself. So. Before you wreck yourself. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any other tips for the black healing matters family yes i have number two oh, and that okay. to see them mm. see your children we don't oftentimes see our children as these complete and complex little souls that they are all right i hope you enjoyed that first segment first half of the interview with the supermom miss asia irvin and next week on doing the right things thursday we will continue this interview and you'll get to hear the second half of her great tips wasn't that great i mean man i love her realness i love the rawness of of the the tips that she gives because she's right so often parenting comes to this like you know it's got to be perfect 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 but she's so real and she's in the trenches so for all of you parents and uh maybe soon to be future parents out there or even just nurturers of children I know that you've gotten great value as I have from this segment and there's more to come. I promise you it's good stuff. So next week doing the right things Thursday, you can stay tuned for the second half of that amazing interview. Got more to come. And as always, Black Healing Matters family, stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Black Healing Matters. <laughs>